We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome. Happy Friday, everybody. It is our second version of our mini episode, What We Missed This Week. It is the Garage Beers episode between the episodes where we just talk about things that maybe didn't happen yet when we talked on Tuesday or broadcasted out uh, just a couple days ago or anything interesting that's come up. So hang with us for about a half hour, grab a beer, uh, join in the conversation, join in the comments. Uh, and we're going to have a good time here tonight on our Garage Beers, What We Missed, episode volume number two. Joining you as always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike, and joining me over on the east side of Cleveland, it's Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? I got I to gotta tell you, Mike, I am super proud of myself for the questions, as usual. For the questions I came up with uh, in, our, in our episode interview with Tim Alcorn this week, because everybody knows I am not a big NBA guy, but I sounded like I actually knew some stuff. Did you? Did, did, did you? I did. I did. I made the, I made the interview so convincing. I did. I was so convincing in that interview. Dude, I love it. First of all, uh, I do want to say I want to welcome in anybody joining us live here tonight. It's nice to see the live crowd back because last time we did this, we didn't have official approval on the OBR to uh, to to put this on uh, the Twitch, meaning we did not have approval. I just didn't ask yet. So it's good to have it's good to have the 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 comments back, the viewers back in in here in the live stream. Uh, Again, we're going to do this for about a half hour. So if you want to join in, just jump in the comments if you're watching this live. uh, And we're going to talk about we got two or three quick things that we want to hit on that have happened this week. So jump in the comments, be a part of the show. And of course, I'd be doing a bad job hosting this. Make no comments about that. I'd be doing a bad job hosting this if I didn't bring up. You should go follow us at The Garage Beers on all of our socials. And you should make sure you are subscribed to the Twitch channel uh, here for the OBR. And make sure you are also subscribed to the OBR's website for all kinds of great inside information there as well. So, Chad, yeah, I'm proud of you too, man. You're, yeah. you're, you, you, you've watched enough NBA basketball that you should at least be able to know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. I I've worked enough basketball to where I, yeah, I, I, I can make, I can make my own judgments. Yeah. I can make my own judgments. That's for sure. <laughs> have you cracked, cracked open a beer or anything tonight? Ooh, yes, I have. What are you drinking real quick? Platform beer companies, juiced shandy with blueberry. Ooh, how's that? It's good. It's nice. good. It's yeah, it's like they it's like they went, how can we take bumbleberry and put a little more carbonation in it? And they did. And they did. It was good. Bumble fuzz. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, I got a treehouse. Uh, it's called Rainbow and it's delicious. And uh, and yeah, we're just that's it. 
It's great. And I'm drinking it because our first topic is going to have to do with this team. I'm drinking it out of my Cavaliers 2007 Eastern Conference Champions mug here. Nice. Nice. It's got the logo from the 2007 NBA Finals on it. Nice. Gotta love that. The worst team to ever make the finals. (laughs) I don't know about that. One of, one of the one of the worst teams to ever make the final. <laughs> you know, I, I think people give that team way too little credit. That yeah. was a battle-tested freaking team. Well, that was a they were they were a superb defensive team. They just they just they just couldn't fucking score. <laughs> they were battle-tested. Unfortunately, they just ran into that Spurs team. But to get by that Pistons team, that Pistons team was a juggernaut back then. Yeah, with with uh, Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and Rip Hamilton and uh, Tayshawn Prince and and Chauncey Billups and. Uh, I think Antonio McDice was still there. Like that was a, that was a juggernaut basketball team that the Cavaliers got through. Uh, So they were a battle tested team. It wasn't like, I don't think they were as bad. You know, I think you look back and you think who the fuck was Sasha Pavlovich. Yeah. What don't we all (laughs) and agreed. And he was a dick too. No (laughs) offense. Uh, We were at a, I'm going to tell the story real quick. We were at like a nightclub back. Those were back in the days. What was I in 2007, 22 years old. So those were back in the days where nightclubs were cool. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, we got a couch because my buddy like knew the DJ. So he like hooked us up with like a couch and like bottle service and whatever. And that was, we thought we were the coolest, even though it was only me and my buddy, <laughs> my buddy there. 22. You're, you're goddamn right. You do. Yes. In the meantime, Sasha Pavlovich shows up and the manager comes up and she's like, guys, uh, we got one of the calves in here. We're going to have to move you. And we were like, no, <laughs> like, no, we're buying drinks and stuff like, no, you're not moving us. Yeah. So what they end up doing is they just make us sit on like one side of the couch. Oh. And then it was in like a, there were three couches that made like a U. Yeah. And so Sasha Pavlovich and like his people like took over the rest. And he was such a dick to us the entire night, like side eyeing us, like, like telling us we should have left. And like, we we're like, all right, Sasha Pavlovich. Awkward. Nobody's going to know who you are, but. You yeah, should, I don't know. You should leave. You should leave. <laughs> you get out. But uh, it's my ass. You leave, you peasant. But you know what? I rooted for him. And they just, that was a tough Spurs series, but it was their first taste of the finals. And uh, thank God it wasn't our last. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. 
more than just melatonin. Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Uh, all right. So, Chad, things that we missed this week since our last episode. If you did not listen or watch episode 121, go back and do it. We previewed the NBA draft with the radio voice of the Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn, our good buddy. Uh, and we talked about some other things as well. Let's now do our just kind of our immediate snap reactions to the NBA draft, specifically surrounding the Cavaliers, because some other things happened in that draft. Uh, but I don't I, I just <laughs> so much of this. I'm like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't yeah. know who that guy is. Same here. Same here. Uh but the Cavs come out and they seem like it, it very much seemed to me like the Cavs got the guy that they wanted, like the guy they had circled at 14. You know, if there if there was a group of guys available, this very much feels to me like this is the guy they wanted. And that was Ochai Abaji uh, yeah. from Kansas. And uh, here's what we know about Abaji. He's a sharpshooter. Uh, this guy is a just knockdown pure shooter from all over the court from three from uh, mid-range he's a shooter uh he's a very very solid defender yeah so he's a really really good defender he's a big kid he's not he's not small uh and he's a good uh, defender um seemed to have an issue issue creating for himself off the dribble seems to play better without the ball in his hands and then you know he you know he'll go up with like a catch and shoot something like that and I think the thing that the people were most afraid of with Abaji was um, he's 22. He's a, he played his senior year in college. Yeah. And we're at a point now in the NBA where you draft a guy that's played his senior year in college. He's 22 years old. He's old. Yeah. And so the conversation around Abaji is how big is his upside compared to some of these guys that are 19 years old getting drafted? Uh, is Abaji's upside more limited? Uh, what were your thoughts when you just when you kind of read about Abaji when you saw that they they took him and, and how he fits with the team? Uh, first off, that's an asinine take. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 22 years old is is not. It, it, I mean, sure, by NBA standards, it's 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 a little older, but the guy is 22 to think that he can't improve on his game is 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 absolutely asinine. Uh, you know, I, I thought after I read up on him, I. I thought this was kind of exactly what the Cavs need. I, I mean, it, it, it was a shooter and he adds perimeter defense. And that's, that's exactly what this team needed. Uh, you know, the, the, a, a lot of their defense, uh, their better defenders are on the interior and, and there, there just wasn't much help out there on the perimeter. And that's what this kid brings. And not to mention, he's a sharpshooter. He improved every single year uh, that he was at Kansas. He started, well, I think I saw it was like 31% and ended his college career uh, 31% from three and ended his college career at 42%. So yeah, this kid has gotten shown. He's gotten better year over year, over year, over year. I mean, he's a, he's a three and D guy and, and, and he's yeah. I, 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 after that, I mean, at its most basic form, the kid is, was the most valuable player of the final four. And he was the best player on a national championship team. So if you know nothing else about the kid, that's a good place to start. If you're the Cavs. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you said before, because I, 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 it's like, I heard people saying it and people that I like and people that I trust, right. Justin Rowan and, and, and shout out to those guys from the chase down podcast, the official podcast of the Cavaliers. They gave us an awesome shout out uh, the other night. Uh, but 
uh, I'm listening to people I trust talk about Abaji like he's a you could shoe him in right now and he is going to contribute on your NBA team right now. He's one of the most NBA ready players right now that there is in the draft. But but they feel like his ceiling is lower because he's a little older. And, and I'm like, I don't I don't see it that way. I don't I don't know why we're just assuming this guy's ceiling is lower. He played his four years at college and he improved every year. And and there's things about him. Go watch videos of him in practice, uh, Abaji dunking the basketball. Because he looks like he floats. The kid's freakishly athletic. I mean, he's crazy athletic. The the big knock on him is he has he's a very north-south guy when it comes to handling the basketball. So he's not very shifty. He's not uh he's not the type that's gonna kind of make a guy, juke a guy out of his shoes and then get in there for a a dunk. But he is athletic, he is a hustle player, and I, I don't see when you are a knockdown type of shooter, I don't see where you can say, oh, but his ceiling is low. If you could shoot, you belong on a team in the NBA forever. Like, <laughs> it's amazing to think that some people think that, like, uh, yeah, again, by NBA standards, he's an he's an older guy. But for fuck's sake, 22, he's still a kid. He's still a kid. He's not like he's LeBron James or Chris Paul at, thir- what, 37, 38, and 39. Like, he, he's, he's, he's not a he's, – he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. He can now- improve. Now, listen, I went to Crocker Park yesterday, so we did a uh, we did like a fun night with my five year old son and he loves they opened this place in Crocker Park called the Urban Air Adventure Park, where they have like trampolines and like warrior race courses and like go karts and playgrounds and ball pits and all kinds of stuff. Right. So I went to where the trampoline was with like a, a basketball hoop and I trampolined up and I dunked and I almost died. But I'm 37. This guy can take it. This guy, And he doesn't even need the trampoline. He jumps higher than I do. I jump on a trampoline and he jumps higher than I do. I wish, like, it, I wish it was video of this. It's so yeah, awesome. I, did do, I did do a just a killer Statue of Liberty uh, dunk and I felt real good about myself. Nice. Did you put your hand behind your head like that? I, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, I felt good about myself. Not in that I pulled it off, uh, but that I came out with all of my like tendons and ligaments in my knee and stuff. Like no. I was, I was cool. I was good. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I really like it. I, the Cavs on the wing. The Cavs are really interesting. It does very much feel like Karis Levert and Colin Sexton are going to have to figure it out uh, at. And, and it also feels like Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Karis LeVert can all kind of handle point guard, shooting guard responsibilities. Yeah. At the three, you've got Lowry Markkinen, who started last year, who played really well a lot of the year, uh, but he's not your stereotypical three, and he can't guard a lot of threes. You've right. got Isaac Okoro, who can guard pretty much anybody in the league. But, man, outside of one stretch toward the end of the year – you need somebody to make a shot. He's not your guy. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just going to put a in there and go, okay, he's probably going to walk in as a top two or three shooter on the team right off the bat. Right. Right off the bat. Right. And he's good defensively and he's athletic. Yeah. I like it. I like the pick a lot. I think he fits. And I, and I do think, I think there's going to be movement on this Cavaliers team. Yeah. I don't know that you're going to see Chetty Osman back. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, with Karis LeVert and Colin Sexton. 
Yeah. I think you're going to see some movement, and I think this is a guy you just slot in and he can just go. This is the type of kid I've, I've kind of been begging for the Cavaliers to get over the last couple of years. I, you know, I said last year, and I mean, obviously I'm no, in no way, shape, or form disappointed with Evan Mobley, but no. this is uh, this is the kind of kid I, I've kind of been begging for the Cavs to get ever since LeBron left is is – I, I said I, I, t- I said last year, one of the skill sets that I want a draft pick, the Cavs draft pick to have coming in, he scores the basketball with <laughs> with great frequency or with, with great, uh, you know, consistency. Yeah, yeah. he shoots it well. He, you know, yada, yada. He, he scores. He scores. He scores. That, that's what I want. I wanted a score. And this this kid appears to be that. So, yeah, I'm excited about the pick. Yeah. Real quick. Let's go through the second round picks because these got weird. Uh I honestly, I'm surprised they made all three. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm shocked. I'm, I think everybody thought when they traded, uh, when they trade made that trade with Sacramento to acquire uh, the 49th pick in the draft, like everybody and their mother assumed that they did that. They had three second round picks to try to move back into the first round or to try to make some kind of deal happen. And instead they took four players. Yeah. Now, having said that, two of these guys, for sure, you are not going to see this year. And we'll right. get to that. The first one is their first pick in the second round, uh, Khalifa Jop, uh, which everybody was like, is that Sagana Jop's kid or something? No, they just, it's okay. They have the same last name. They, it's not like he's their kid. Uh, but kid out of Senegal, uh, big dude, seven-footer, real seven-footer, huge wingspan, big-time defender, uh, lots of athleticism, just raw as all get out, though. Just like complete inability on, on the offensive end, pretty much. Uh, and, and this is just a pure upside pick. A guy that the reports on this guy are that he's fluid enough to make it work in the NBA, but he's just not there yet. And so this is going to be a stash type pick. This guy, this kid's still going to play overseas uh, next year for sure. And we'll see if the Cavs ever bring him, which is, let me say, my least favorite fucking kind of pick. <laughs> oh, how many picks? I would. I want to go back and look at this. How many picks have the Cavs made over the years since 2000 that have been either international stash picks, guys that you pick, you let them go play overseas again, and then you, you bring them over and you play them. How many of them have actually come over and ever done anything for the team? I don't think any. any None? Yeah. Like, was Sasha Khan the last one who played that was overseas? Was that? Maybe, yeah, they don't They don't pan out. They don't. I don't know why teams do it. No. I, I think in the NBA in general, like, maybe three guys have panned out, like, really well, and teams are like, well, let's try to do that. It sucks. You're yeah. probably never going to see. Like, I hope you see this kid for his sake. Because he was at the press conference today, looked excited to be a part of the Cavaliers. I hope for his sake he makes it. But, like, why? Why? Oh, I don't know, Mike. I don't know. Uh, We're going to skip a pick, and we're going to go to the other one that's probably going to get stashed, which is right towards the end of the second round. They took a kid named Luke Travers from Australia. If you saw a picture of him, you're going to fall in love with him. He looks like he's got a mullet. He's got a weird mustache. Uh he just looks like a guy that you can fall in love with. He's a slasher. He's a, he's a wing player, a good finisher at the rim. He's not a good shooter though. Uh, doesn't do anything really like great, 
And so the upside on him is maybe he can be an energy guy off the bench. But again, you're going to stash him in Australia and maybe one day he'll be over here and probably not ever. Unfortunately, Travers, the Luke Travers. Wow. I know it's hard to even talk about, but like, I guess my point is I'd rather bring a guy in that plays here that you think might have a chance to contribute than like, Hey, let's just stash this guy for a year or two and then see what he turns into. Sure. They never turn into anything sure. ever. Uh, but then it takes us to our, the, the, maybe the most intriguing pick of the night. One of the most intriguing picks of the night in the NBA draft pick 49 comes up in the second round and the Cavaliers announced that they are drafting the brother of Evan Mobley from USC, Isaiah Mobley. Yeah, there you go. I do want to say this. Okay. Because I remember I, I've seen, I, I remember watching USC play in the tournament. I remember watching Isaiah Mobley play. They did not draft. I, I am sure they drafted Isaiah Mobley in part because Evan's around, but that was not the entire, they didn't just pick his brother to pick his brother. Isaiah Mobley is actually a very gifted offensive basketball player. Okay. The knock on Isaiah, he's good. He's a, he is a shooter. Listen, he I can talk. hit threes. He is, he's got really good post moves. He's a big dude. Um, he, he's much heavier than his brother. Um, sometimes not in a great way. Uh, but so he can bring something offensively. The concern with him is defensively is nowhere near what his brother is. Uh, so he finds himself in foul trouble a lot. Uh, and, and they're concerned that he's going to be able to defend at the NBA level, which is a major concern. But I thought that was pretty cool that they brought in Evan Mobley's brother to join the Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean, Evan, Evan's a bit of a, a wild card uh, when he gets out in public. So Isaiah will keep him, you know, under wraps, you know, keep him in line. Yeah, right. Uh, Evan is just a wild Has guy. Evan been out in public yet? No fucking, probably not. Orders <laughs> you know, in all the time. So I don't know, Chad. I, you know, I feel good about their first round pick. I feel good about Abaji. I think that's a guy that's going to step right in and contribute. I also think it's a guy that makes other again. I've talked about players that I think could be expendable. I don't want to say Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro was younger than most of the guys drafted this year, and he's in his third year, going into his third year in the NBA. Right. I want to give Isaac Okoro all kinds of time. I do. I I know people get very impatient. But I think he there is something there that can turn into something really good. Sure. But is is Chetty Osman maybe expendable? Sure. Is is Lowry Marketing maybe expendable? Yeah, maybe. Uh are, are we are because of this Abaji pick, are you looking at maybe other guys that could be on the move somewhere else? Because you know the Cavs and you know Kobe Altman isn't just sitting back there thinking, well, we're good enough. They're not gonna do that. And so I, I think I think you could see some some uh, I think the pick of Abaji makes a lot of other roster moves possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did I lose you? Did you fall asleep? No, 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 no. I'm good. I just I just I don't know. I I don't have anything to say about the <laughs> about the other three drafts. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, I, I is I was lucky enough to find any research on the on the on Abaji Abaji. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on. I got three other topics that we're going to hit in like 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, one, uh, this is NBA. The net, are the nets imploding? Uh, it looks like it. What is happening? I don't know. I mean, isn't this the place that Kyrie always wanted to play? <laughs> Kyrie goes through basketball teams like I go through iPhones. Yeah. Like, 
Well, I guess I need a new one now. He's a psycho, dude. He's a locker room killer. He's a morale killer. Uh, I mean, as for as great as he is, uh, off the court, he is just a, such a distraction for a team. And it's just I, I, that's the that's the whole reason why why he's bounced around so much and why people and why he he, he can't just uh, stick with a team. I guess. I guess that's the danger of like look what the Nets did. They bring in. Kyrie and Durant and Harden that did not fucking work yeah. and then and then they trade Harden for Ben Simmons who probably if he can get healthy can be okay for them yeah. but now Kyrie's already talking about leaving and then Kevin Durant's like well I'm I'm, I'm keeping my options open right. like I was sitting there I was sitting there with Cavs with all those picks last night going I mean I, I don't like him but Kevin Durant <laughs> like you want to give him a call <laughs> yeah you want to give that dude a call to start next to Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and, and Jared Allen and crew like four seven footers in your starting lineup. That'd be fucking incredible. Well, I don't think he would start. I think, I think Lowry Markin would probably come out of the lineup. If you got Kevin Durant. Well, no, like Lowry Markin would be the, would be the two. Durant. <laughs> the two. <laughs> the two. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Just, but it goes to show you, we've talked about this a lot. We've asked questions of our guests about this a lot plenty uh, 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 um, chemistry in the locker room matters. Oh yeah. It matters. You can put some of the best players on the planet together. And if they are not gelled, they're going to lose. And the nets are showing you that. And now they're like, imagine what the nets were feeling like two years ago. Yeah. Versus if you were a nets fan right now, Two years ago, you're thinking, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, we're doing this. And then they bring in James Harden. Holy shit, this is going to be amazing. And then it's like like a year later, you're like, wait, wait, do we suck? What happened? Kyrie got himself out of Cleveland because he wanted to lead his own team. He wanted to be the leader of a team. He went to Boston, ruined that. Now he went to the Nets. Oh, look at that. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, he finds himself backtracking a little bit. Uh, and now on his list of teams, Chad, are the yeah. Lakers. Uh, are you going to go play with LeBron, the guy you wanted to get out of his show, out of his shadow? Yeah. Well, well, he. I mean, he's quoted as saying that you like. I. I kind of fucked up when I. I didn't. Yeah. Re- I didn't realize what I had till I left it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the Lakers. Well. Whatever. Anyways, that was the other big news right before the draft happened. Uh, not a lot of, I mean, there were, there was trade action. The Knicks made a ridiculous trade. Go watch Stephen A. Smith's reaction to that. Uh, but otherwise the draft was the draft. And I, I'm on record as saying, I think there's a lot of bust potential in, at the top of this draft. So we'll see what happens uh, as it goes, but uh, we're going to move away from the NBA away from the draft. Uh, one of the great tight ends of all time, has now announced his second retirement. Yeah. Chad, any, 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 any uh, opinion on whether that's going to stick or not? I don't, I, you know, honestly, I think if, if Tampa Bay is right there in like week 10 and they have like, maybe just a slew of injuries, I couldn't, I, you know, I, I could see Gronk on a booze cruise in like St. Thomas and they like, he gets the call and, and it's just, uh, he's like, uh, duh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like he's in the middle of like whipping and naming in a club. <laughs> whipping and <laughs> like St. Thomas and he's like yeah I'll come back mom <laughs> like he's going to say it drunk like he's going to say it wasted then he's uh-huh. going to wake up the next morning like uh, what <laughs> I said what are you fucking kidding me um, so in the Pantheon so again Robin Gronkowski announced for the second time that he's retiring so here's what I want to know Chad in the Pantheon of great tight ends of all time right so you've got guys like Kellen Winslow Sr 
Tony Gonzalez, yeah. Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Mike yes. Ditka, Ozzy Newsome. Where does Rob Gronkowski fit into that? Easily in the top 10. Easily, e- easily is in my top 10 okay. title. What a, what a bitch answer. What are you talking about? Put him in a number. Okay, uh, seven and a half. What the fuck do you want from me? Seven, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, if you're going to do that, though, who are the six tight ends better than Rob Gronkowski of all time? Well, I, okay, what are you basing it off of? You're basing it off of stats. You're basing it off of Super Bowl championships, athleticism. Everything, everything. <sighs> man, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. Well, I, I think I think Tony Gonzalez is my number one because he was really he was really the start of that shift in tight ends to where the more athletic like okay athletic guys who could jump. Um, man, I mean, if you're going there, yeah, I, I don't see. Yeah, I maybe maybe Gronk is number two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's that's why I asked. I mean, of course he's a top. Of course he's a top ten. He's a top five. Without blinking, he's a top five, and nobody could argue that. Even if you hate the Patriots and Gronk and all that, you couldn't argue that he's a top five like, tight end in history. Like the only thing, the only thing I could, the only reason I put Tony Gonzalez ahead of him is because Tony Gonzalez, again, he was the he was that he was the originator of those tight ends. I it's mean, fair if, to say that Tony Gonzalez like changed the game. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, but but outside of that, yeah, I don't know how you could put Gronk any lower than than two. I don't. Yeah, I also I also don't know that I completely agree. I mean, like Shannon Sharp was before Tony Gonzalez, uh, Ozzy Newsome. I mean, original or uh, uh, or, or Kellen Winslow Senior. Dude yeah. was a freak. I mean, maybe when it's all said and done, Travis Kelsey's going to be up there too. When, when and, and that's the other thing, you've got a couple tight ends out there right now that are killers. Yeah, killers. Yeah, but I. I I, I'm hard pressed. I'm hard pressed to say that that Gronk isn't top two. Yeah, and I do. I do tend to favor Tony Gonzalez too because I think he was. I think before before the Gronk conversation, Tony Gonzalez was the guy. Yeah, but man, Gronk Gronk pushes it all the titles. Yeah, and then people forget like because he's kind of this big lumbering dude now. Yeah, and and he's always been kind of like that, but people forget how good he was. Right. Like Gronk, early years Gronk was, you couldn't tackle him. You couldn't tackle him. He was great. I mean, he was a terrific run blocker, but I mean, and, and he made all these, he made circus catches. He made, I mean, yeah, it, the, the guy was just a freak, just an absolute freak of an athlete. It's amazing. Uh, there was a period of time there where that Patriots team for a long period of time, you're probably looking at a top two tight end of all time and, and, I don't know. Again, Tom Brady's not my favorite quarterback of all time, but man, he's, I think he's the best. Yeah. He's the best ever. Uh, That's an amazing stretch. And that's something that I think when we are like 70 and we're listening to the kids talk about sports, like now we've got this recency thing. People do that where they don't want to think that recent things are as good as past things. Yeah. But I think when we're 70 and we're talking to our kids about the NFL, we're going to be like, we watched Tom Brady play and this guy couldn't do what Rob Gronkowski did. And like, <laughs> that's the era that we're in. So I think, you know, I think it is a big deal if he retires, but I don't know. What would you say? What would you say? Like, what would you say the odds are that you see Gronk on a football field again? 60, 40. 
I'll put them at yeah. 60, 40. Okay. That's fair. I can, I can get into that. Yeah. All right. Last topic on our mini episode here before we get out of here. Uh, like we said, we're going to do Cleveland things. We're going to do non Cleveland things. We're going to do sports things and non sports things. Um, I know there's been some governmental things. We're not getting into that tonight because I, I can't. I we're can't. not getting into that at all. This show is not for that. Yeah, yeah, for now. I mean, if I you know, sometimes you feel like making a, a thing, but it's not not now. Uh, however, one thing that did happen was the jewel uh, <laughs> e-cigarette things got yeah. banned, just banned. Gone. Goodbye. Huh? Goodbye. So That's- it leads me to this question, because my wife and I were talking about this. That's what you get for exploding lungs. I think Chad, like our age group. Mm hmm is one of the last age groups of like growing up and like, I never got into smoking cigarettes, uh-huh. but man, did I know the kids that did and they thought they were the coolest smoking cigarettes growing up. And I think that kind of faded away. Yeah. And then like my age group kind of got skipped over. Yeah. Okay. Or like just younger than me, just kind of got skipped over. And now if you look at kids that are like, 20 22 24 25 that age group right now yeah they all walk around with the stupid fucking cigarette <laughs> like e-cigarette things in their hands <laughs> so here's my first question okay who the who the fuck if under 50 under 50 years old sure. under 50 sure. who the fuck out there is still out there smoking cigarettes I, like I, real camel cigarettes or fucking ah, sorry or fucking Marlboros. Who the fuck's out there smoking cigarettes? The avalanche just tied it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's for was for the uh, uh, fist pounding. But um, uh, sorry for the fisting. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. You weren't expecting a fisting on free for all Friday. No, but, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, you see the stereotypical type people. Uh, it's still smoking like restaurant workers like like i can guarantee you any restaurant worker on a break is outside smoking. what are you doing why yeah i don't know i don't know uh i just or or like people our age group i know people our age group who still smoke but like it's just that's just because they couldn't get off of it like they like they just can't quit it uh but i i i don't know the the majority are still over 50 i i have to believe that because this i but i don't get the jewel thing I never got the jewel thing. Well, listen, like for me, there's two topics here. There's old school cigarettes. Yeah. You really like smelling all the time? Like somebody nobody wants to be around? No. Nobody wants to be around that. I refused to date a girl that smoked. (laughs) I drove by. I was driving today on the highway and I saw a guy. He was he was hot boxing himself in the car. (laughs) All the windows up and he had a cigarette in his in his fingers driving on the steering wheel. I'm like, nobody's going to want to be around you today. Are you sure that wasn't weed? (laughs) I don't judge you for the act of smoking, per se, because I understand it's addictive and people get hooked. And that is I don't judge that. But like, why'd you start that? Yeah. Because yeah. once we get to a certain age group, like when I was growing up, it wasn't even appealing anymore. It wasn't like, like, I feel like when my mom was growing up, they were like, smoking's healthy. It's good for your lungs. Smoke all day. Well, yeah. That's not like that anymore. They didn't have the information that with back then that we do today. <laughs> it's like, hey, well, hey, you want to kill your lungs and smell bad all the time? That's the pitch now. Here, look at this cool pinup girl. Well, yeah, it went from that. It went from, look at this cool <laughs> pinup girl with a, with a Marlboro in her hand. And now it's like, 
smoking like blackens your lungs it'd be like here's a marlboro doctor recommended (laughs) what (laughs) but but then they come out with these jewel things i got one of our my my cousin and he's a big supporter of the podcast and i love him to death but he does he never goes he's got the stupid thing in his hand all the time (laughs) floating in the pool got the jewel playing golf got the jewel out to dinner got the jewel driving in a car for fucking what yeah, it's <laughs> not nothing. healthier. You for just nothing. don't stink for nothing. For nothing. You for just nothing. don't. What are you doing? Don't. You, you smell like a. I mean, I don't know. Don't they have different flavors? Like, isn't it? Oh, like, well, this one is is blueberry lemon. It's it's it, it takes away from the, the schnozberries. Taste like schnozberries. <laughs> yeah, I want a golden jewel now. Well, listen, you're not going to get a jewel because they keep blowing up in people's faces and yeah. exploding people's lungs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not going to happen anymore. But it just it had me it had me thinking, like, who picks up a cigarette at this yeah. point okay, that no. isn't already addicted? Anyways, Mike, real quick. I, I just got to mention this because I just saw this. Kid. Have you seen this O'Neill Cruz? Have you? Yeah. That, from the Pirates. Dude. Killer. He's going to be a fucking freak for the Yankees in five years because, you know, the Pirates aren't going to keep him. But he's a six seven. He's a shortstop who's six foot six, seven. seven. And he throws the ball. What was that throw that, that went viral? Like 97 miles an hour. Mike, did you see his speed down the line? Oh, yeah. 31.5 feet per second. <laughs> per second. He's I can a, do that. I can do that in my car. I can so, do that. He's a fucking cheetah on the base pass. He's literally a fucking cheetah. It makes, me, it makes me sad. That, a guy like that. A guy like that makes me sad for baseball. Because yeah. the Pittsburgh Pirates and their fans should be able to just love that dude forever. <laughs> they should be able to love him forever. They should be able to buy his jerseys forever. And again, it's the only sport, not to say the guys don't move around in football or basketball or whatever, because they do, right. but it's the only sport that the uh, you're, you come up with any team, yeah. but then 50% of the teams are going to have a chance to sign you to your next contract and 50% aren't. Right. And that's that's what it is. Right. And that's why I've said forever when you're talking about baseball and the salary cap and all that, the salary cap would be great because it would. Right. However, it's the salary floor that matters. Right. Right. When you let a team like the Pirates or the Guardians, and I know the Guardians are having a wonderful season and they are, but when you let them operate $150 million lower than other teams. Right. Right. It sucks. You're right. going to lose. Yeah, you are going to lose. Yeah, it's probably going to be playing with the Yankees or whatever, but you're going to lose you're going to lose more than you're going to win. That's for but sure. But he is awesome. If you have not seen a Pirates game. First of all, if you're in like Northeast Ohio, go to a Pirates game. Yeah. Uh-huh. I s- support the Guardians. Go to a Pirates game. One uh, one of the great stadiums in all of baseball that is, is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been to 14 uh, ballparks cuz it's my bu- it's on my bucket list to do all of them and so far, PNC is my top ballpark that I've been to. Absolutely. And I've been to more than that. And PNC is my top ballpark. Uh, yeah. It is gorgeous. So go down and check out. And it's cheap because nobody goes to the games. <laughs> yeah. So go down and check out a Pirates game and check that kid out because he is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before he moves on to another stupid team. Right. So, Anyways, that's going to do it. Uh, this was what we missed this week. There was, a, there was some stuff that went on. Uh, again, we're anticipating... Uh, especially I don't know, maybe next week uh, we're anticipating some news 
obviously on the Deshaun Watson front. We'll get to that uh, and all that. But hopefully you enjoy this. A little quick show that we do, 30 to 40 minutes uh, every week, and we're going to do it every single week, just things that we miss. We'll do it on Friday nights, and and hopefully you're able to join us. So that's going to do it for us. That's what we missed this week. I have an announcement. I have an announcement. Sorry. Go on. Uh, Next week, this coming Tuesday is my last show. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Sorry. I mean, no, it's, it's not my last show. It is. What does that mean? It's my last show, Mike. Uh, last show for what? Last show. Last Garage Beers podcast. No, it isn't. For the week. I'm going on vacation the week after. <laughs> such That's a dick. <laughs> you are such a dick. <laughs> You are, but you will want to stick around. We do have, uh, we've got an uh, NBA draft expert coming on with us next week. I'll just throw that hint out there. We'll get that out soon. Yeah. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, uh, hockey fans, specifically Columbus Blue Jackets fans, you do not want to miss it uh, because we've got uh, one of the Blue Jackets players coming on with us, and that'll be a great time. We'll be able to kind of recap the season and look ahead towards next season with him. So, Couple great guests coming up. Plus, who else? Who knows who else will jump on with us, uh, and and we'll go from there. So, Chad, anything you want to add before we get out of here? That's it. That's it. I'll see you next week for my show. Oh, you're so stupid. That's what we missed this week. Again, Chad's not going anywhere. He's going on vacation, but he'll be around. <laughs> uh, but for Chad over there on the east side at Garage Beers, Chad for myself. I guess I should say for Joey because he's not here at Garage Beers. Joe, go follow him. I'm Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike. And we will see you next Tuesday for episode 122. Thanks for everybody that joined us and cheers, everybody. 